0: All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the KitCast. As you can see, Drew's not here with me. He's somewhere in this 3D printing village at the 2014 International Consumer Electronics Show. This is why we didn't have a live show, but we decided to go find some crowdfunding projects for you. This is only a tiny, tiny fraction of the show, but we decided to find you some really cool crowdfunding projects that have either already funded or are on the process funding and telling you what's cool and what's not. Hope you guys enjoy. We even have a band that's using 3D printed instruments going on. So here's what we'll find. So let's go. All right, guys, we are back here at CES on the show floor. And we're at the Decibels booth with Kyle here. And Kyle actually sent us a message on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kitcast, sh- t- saying, hey, check out my product. And when I saw it, I was like, mind blown. I've been looking for this forever. So
1: tell people at home what Decibels is. What Decibels are is they're actually an affordable, custom molded earphone system. So. We employ a thermoplastic mold that stays molten at room temperature that you heat up in the microwave. You actually heat it up in a cup of water, uh, boiling water in the microwave. And the thermoplastic stays molten at room temperature. So what that allows you to do is snap on an earphone, put it in your ear, mold it until you get a perfect fitting earphone that will never hurt and stays comfortable. So, for people at home, kind of explain to them what is the benefit of having a molded earphone. Uh, there's tons of benefits. You know, main like the main one for me is the fit that they don't fall out. Um, I'm a really active person. I'm a professional gymnastics coach, um, so there's never been an earphone that can stay in while I'm bouncing trampoline or you know doing the stuff I w- was doing. Um, so that's the big benefit. But comfort is also another one, since it you know ears are incredibly diverse. They actually say that. The ears are unique as your fingerprints. So to make an earphone one size fits all, you know, kind of like the major people do, it's, it's, a, it's a big mistake. And the only way to get an earphone to really fit and really be comfortable is to custom mold it. And where we really stand out is we can do that custom molding for a fraction of the price. So, um, what, so
0: you, did, you started off this as a Kickstarter project. What kind of um, drove you to go do a
1: Kickstarter project? Well, you know, it's interesting. And uh, I tried doing Kickstarter a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I got rejected um, yeah. multiple times, and uh, you know, and it's I, I actually got really angry, and I was like, oh, I, I really thought Kickstarter would be the avenue, and I kind of, kind of, just pushed it off to the side, said, okay, we'll do something else, um, and so I, I started puttering along, and I kept kept pushing, you know, using my own income and, and finding. And then finally, I, I, I was reading and Kickstarter updated their policies a little bit. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll try Kickstarter again. And, um, and really with, with Kickstarter, it's a great medium to, to show this type of a product, yeah. you know, and get it out in front of the people that would be, you know, the Kickstarter audience is, is the audience that would like decibels, kind of this do-it-yourself, cool, hacky project. And um, so that's what, what drew me to it. And do you, so what kind of, what did you learn from going through this whole process right here that you want to pass
0: on to other people? Through
1: Kickstarter. And these are, uh, I have a couple good lessons and um, that I've learned. And so for anyone thinking about doing a Kickstarter um, project is it's a great avenue, but it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. What people don't realize is, you know, the Kickstarter's percentages as well as you want to have a professional video. So it looks good. You have credibility. And um, all those costs added up actually was a surprise to me at how expensive it was to do a Kickstarter yeah. project. Thanks for the awesome video too. Because that's oh. one thing that I always tell people like, you got to get a good video. Yeah, you have to. And, you know, we actually did that in the, the guys that came out and did it, did it in a matter of three days. We did the first day, we shot it all in one day. And if you actually watch the video, you can see the, the early shots, it's light, and it gets darker and darker in the background as we're, as we're shooting it. So um, they edited it together, and uh, yeah, those guys did a great job. But a professional video is, is incredibly important. So
0: um, I, I know you guys exceeded your goal. So how much were you looking for, and how much did you end up raising?
1: So we're looking for $40,000, um, and we ended up getting one hundred and twenty k.
0: So that, that's awesome, right there, being able to see it. Have you been getting a lot of good feedback from people who have backed the project and
1: everything? We have, and one of the great parts about Kickstarter is is the community you get to build. Like these people bought into the product from the beginning; they're very passionate followers, and they're also really active. Um, most, of, I'd say, a good percentage of them. So they're a good sounding board for advice on on tweaks to your product or things they want, and they're they're invested. Mm-hmm. And that's it's been really, really great having that sense of community and having people. Um, you know basically believe in your project and and willing to put their own time and energy and money um, to support what you're doing yeah. um, so how did you actually develop your stretch goals because I know you started pushing out stretch goals along the way yeah and stretch goals were kind of a last-minute thing mm-hmm. um, we had and I, if I would have done things differently I would plan <laughs> out the stretch goals but we weren't planning on going 120 K you know we yeah. were really thinking about floating around you know 40 45 so stretch goal goals weren't really an option yeah. and as we started to gain momentum like oh crap you know, this this is a cool yeah. thing and we're getting more money, so mm-hmm. let's let's do what we can to reward our backers and yeah. um and, and stretch, you know. Yeah. So that was uh so coming up with the stretch goals was was a combination we we used our backers as a soundboard mm-hmm. and we kind of said what do you guys think? Yeah. Um, what would you like? And so we took some of their suggestions and that actually became a lot of our stretch goals. That's way cool right there. Um so do you have any more advice for people at home thinking of starting their own projects? Um a couple of big things. Uh one a lot of people, and when I started Kickstarter, I thought, you know, what's a great idea. I'm going to do it right now. Plan months in advance. Don't When you get the Kickstarter bug, wait six months um, or have your date six months out of it. The other thing is um, make sure you get approved before you spend money in your, your branding and your video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so get pre-approved. So put a do a phone video and mm-hmm. um, your basic text in your project and then submit that. And then once you get approved then spend the money on a high quality video because I've, I've heard of other projects and I don't know if you've heard the same thing of people putting all this money into a video and then Kickstarter won't approve it yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing I did differently. I was, I was really happy the way it worked out is I, I just did a, a phone video, set it up, you know, videotaped myself, did a general outline and then once it was, once it was approved, I went and really attacked it and we, we, I created the graphics and we yeah. got the video paid for um, and did that. I think that's the one big thing. And then two, uh, you know, do your research. And plan on, you know, the Kickstarter takes a percentage, make sure you factor that in. Um, shipping is a percentage, factor that in. Uh, backer kit, I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with, you know, that, they take a percentage and a fee. And so you got to factor all that stuff in. And it's, it's really easy to overlook those yeah. things. So those percentages add up. And Kickstarter can be, to do well, it can be very expensive. Um, so, but if you plan on it, um, you, can really, you can really succeed. That's pretty sweet. All right, so if people are are interested in finding more about Decibels, where should they go? I'll go straight to the source, uh, that's www.decibels.com, and that's yeah, straight to me um what's the price point you're looking at right now um so our new earphones the one we launched in kickstarter um we actually our early bird is only 29 dollars. we're going to sell them in march for 49. um so the kickstarter guys got a really good break on that and i was so pleased to be able to offer them a little bit of a a break on our price all
0: right kyle thanks for you know taking some time to talk to us because we all know this show is busy people are just coming by congratulations on making your funding goal and congratulations on getting uh being an honoree
1: for a CES award, too. That's Thank awesome. you. Well, and actually, we also yeah. just took the, um, what is this? What, the, it's the Editor's Choice Best of CES award yesterday. So we're sweet. really, really stoked yeah. and really excited. And it's all thanks to Kickstarter. So yeah. so sweet. Thanks. And appreciate it again. And more from CES after this.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Tell me a little bit about um, what you did before yeah. you launched that Indiegogo yeah. campaign.
2: I, you mean me personally? Like, jobs well, I've done? Team. yeah. Like,
3: what, what, like, how far have you gone to like, kind of get the buzz going
2: Uh, Well, originally we were, we started this, uh, we were actually working on a printer at the beginning uh, and we'd gone to a lot of maker spaces to kind of figure out what people needed in a 3D printer because we were trying to make one that would be a little bit better and a little bit easier to use. The main thing that we ended up finding was that people didn't need another 3D printer, they'd already bought them and they didn't know how to use them. What they needed was a solution to use the 3D printer that they just bought. So about a year into developing a 3D printer, we just scrapped it completely. Uh, and we started from scratch after a little bit of arguing uh, and started developing a 3D scanner. We, we actually got it built and designed for our first revision pretty much in a weekend. Uh, it was super simple. It was like a webcam and a laser pointer with a dot. Uh, and it was running under Adobe Flash as the software with some Python scripts so we could talk to the Arduino. Uh, But it worked, you know, it was enough that we could get like a very basic point cloud and from there we just started 3D printing more and more parts and designing the thing and then we eventually switched to a laser line.
3: So at what point did you say, this is going to be a crowdfunding project? Well, we
2: had, to, we had to first make sure that the thing would work, and pretty much after we had it working, we knew that we would go crowdfunding, because we wanted one. Uh, they didn't exist at that point. You know, you could get a $5,000 one or $50,000 one, but there's no way that you could go off and spend like $400 or $600 and get a 3D scanner. There was, there was solutions out there, like David Laser Scanner, where you could build it yourself, and I'd actually tried that a couple years ago, and it's not complex, but at the end of the day, I just ended up being too distracted with other projects to actually go through all the hassle and effort of doing it. Um, and we just we thought well, we could we could come up with a solution that costs less than anything else and just worked right out of the box, which is ultimately what we've done. So then, when you
3: when you hit launch, did you have press releases to out before the Indiegogo? I mean, how did you let people know it was on Indiegogo?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we had all, Drew and I had worked in advertising, so we knew a little bit about advertising. I mean, that, that was our background, but we didn't really know how to do press releases or PR. We made some, some mistakes. Uh, we basically just went onto our social media, Twitter, Facebook, asked all our friends to kind of spread our cause, and uh, we were originally asking for about $81,000. Uh, that's what we needed in order to kind of hand-make these in resin and rubber molds. And we had that in about two and a half days. Uh, and then at the end of the 35-day campaign, we had about 470,000. So
3: how did that change things?
2: So exceeding our funding goal changed things in a lot of ways, because we were originally trying to uh, do rubber molds and kind of do this all on our own, uh, hand cast them. Uh, but that was when we were going to do 200 units. When when you do 1,000 or 2,000 units, you just can't be hand casting resin yourself. So we had to scale up into real industrial production and do giant metal molds, which cost about a $100,000 just for the molds, never mind the plastic that come out of it, so um, that meant we had to go back to the drawing board and actually kind of redesign all the plastics. So we were actually really far along in the production process, but then almost had to restart. Wow,
3: that's that's surprising. Where are you at now, a year later?
2: Uh, Almost a year later, we are finally shipping. Uh, again, we wanted to actually be shipping in about September, but almost all of our backers have been really supportive of the growth changes that we've gone through and the delays. Uh, obviously, there's some people that are, are a little miffed at the delays, but you know we do refunds if we have to, and uh, most people are like, just make it great, and we're happy and we're excited to be taking the ride with you, which is awesome. It's great for us
3: tell people that are trying their own projects in like a short snippet
2: just be honest with people that's the thing that has worked the best for us you know when you fail be open about it tell people where you've messed up uh and talk to them like how you would want to be talked to you know we worked in advertising so we were used to having to kind of lie to people or or misuse specs or i mean no one wants that right i mean people are tired of having this like weird corporate voice talk to them you know, you know, we always talk to people like they're our friends and we're at the bar.
0: All right, guys, we are here back at CS 2014, and we are here with Mike with 9450. And if that sounds familiar, it's because we featured this as one of our featured products back in earlier episodes of the KitCast. So, Mike, for people at home, kind of remind them what
4: 9450 is. So 9450 is uh, the world's smartest sports product. It's the... Uh, uh Uh, smart sensor basketball. It's got nine sensors in the middle of it, Bluetooth enabled, speaks to a smartphone and it's designed to be a digital coach so that this in effect becomes one of your most valued uh, uh, player development tools if whether you're in a family or you're playing at a high level it can measure things that the human eye can't see and helps you get better faster.
0: So you actually initially, the reason we found out about it was a crowdfunding project. Why did you guys decide to go the crowdfunding route?
4: Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, it's just a great way to get uh, publicity out there. You know, the PR around it is usually pretty strong and, uh, you know, you can get an awareness into the market that there's something new because of just how many people will watch those projects. You know, it's great example that's how apple found us for our distribution. as they saw that kickstarter project so that was the number one goal and then the second thing obviously you want to raise a little money when you do it you don't want to do it all for yeah, free yeah of course those are the two main drivers yeah.
0: and then i forgot how much you raised but you exceeded your goal right yeah
4: we did we passed our goal It was a grind you know just like all those things are they're pretty intense and you got to work at it it doesn't just happen for free you know the pebbles of the world are you know harder and harder to yeah. come by so we did pass it. We were happy with it. And then again, it was the PR and the press that we got out of it. And then the awareness, This the general market awareness was a huge success for us.
0: Do you have any tips for anybody who's considering starting their own crowdfunding projects?
4: Boy, uh, just be prepared mentally for what you're getting into. You know, the first few days are fun, but those last 27, 28 <laughs> days when you've got to really work at it, it's, it's a really, it, I wasn't prepared for it. None of us were. Mm-hmm. But, you know, spend the time and put together a good video, tell your story, um, and then have a good product. You know, you got to put something out there that people can really resonate with. Those yeah. are the things that were successful for us.
0: Yeah. Do you suggest that people should consider starting their projects earlier in the, the development cycle or later in the development cycle?
4: Well, that's a tough one because there's such a, you know, a broad range of products and things that go into that. You know, I, I really don't know if there's a good answer for that. For us, it worked that we were near the point of where we could go to market because we were able to capitalize on the retail and some of the other distribution that came so for us our strategy worked but i don't know if that's the same strategy that all you know all projects would would follow
0: Okay, um, so Mike if people are interested in finding out more about 9450 where should they go?
4: Yeah the best place is 9450.com and that's uh, the number 9 the number 4 and the word 50 spelled mm-hmm. out and you know we have a ton of video and other yep. things on there. We've really progressed quite a bit since what what we had last yeah. March so
0: So that's pretty sweet. I love seeing how you've grown. And did you guys win a CES award this year?
4: We did. So we were the only product in all of CES that was uh, a finalist in three different categories. We were in gaming and apparatus, uh, health and fitness and embedded systems. So we did really well. Yeah. Being Dude. recognized for the engineering.
0: Congrats and Mike thanks for taking some time to talk to us about it and I love this idea like I, I play a lot of basketball myself so when I saw i like this is perfect the perfect combination it'll get you better faster no doubt. Yep. Alright thanks. Thank you. Alright guys more from CES after this.
3: Hey everybody I'm here at the three doodler booth this is Drew with the Kit Cast. I have been uh relieved of my duties over at my booth and we happen to be right next to one of the coolest booths here at the con. We call it the con, but this this is cool. You guys have been hopping busy this entire time.
5: Yeah, it's been a little bit crazy. I guess good problems to be having.
3: Yes, uh, especially at this place. But every time I look over here, there's either somebody with a camera, there's somebody just pushing their way in, Uh, people with this three doodler In fact, I believe yesterday you had Martha Stewart in here? Yes,
5: we did. She was here. Martha freaking
3: Stewart. It's true. She was right here. She was right here. Right here. here. In fact, uh, I believe one of our guys took a selfie, and she got right in the way. Yes, she she, did. She totally (laughs) photobombed the selfie, so... Well if you've followed out kit cast you probably have, or even anything in the crowdsourcing uh, fund, crowdfunding arena you know of the three doodler the, this is uh, I, I guess you could probably explain it better than I do what is it what does it do a normal backstory into how it came about
5: Well it's a 3d printing pen what it does basically is in plastic um, so you insert rods of plastic that you can see here um, in different colors you insert it into the pen it heats it it cools it as it's coming out of the pen. And it's, coming.
3: it's cooling as it's yeah, coming it's out cooling. as well.
5: Yeah, it's cooling, so that way you can draw up and it stays basically in place.
3: Do I dare host and draw? <laughs> See what we can do. You keep talking. I'm going to make something. I've been wanting to do this for four days.
5: Tomorrow morning. Oh, uh, <laughs> my goodness! There you go. So, yeah, you can um, basically draw up. You can draw on paper, peel it off. You can...
3: I hit the back button and it came out.
5: <laughs> so that's yeah. a fast that's slow oh. if you press both at the same time it comes back out so if you don't want to use the entire strand and you want to switch colors you can do that as well it also draws on uh, well PLA does drawing clothing I don't know if you saw Faraz made himself like uh, tattoos
3: yeah if you guys get a chance to grab a features. shot of the, of the shoulder bits that he's done
5: they're kind of cool you can Very draw on cool. glass you can draw on wood um, the possibilities are kind of endless. I like to describe it as a 3D printer where you are the software and part you are, of the printer. You
3: are the software and the printer. That, yes. that makes sense. I like I like to hear that you you know draw in 3D because it is just like drawing with a pen. Got to go a little slower. You can see, I'm a little shaky. Yeah. Now let's back up into the kick the Kickstarter world. You yeah. were aware of the of the, the project when it was funding and when it was going. So you were yeah. friends with the founder. Um, tell me at that I guess how quickly did it take off and at what point did you guys go? Oh, this is this is going to happen.
5: It uh, it took off within the hour, I think. Really? Yeah. So it was <laughs> kind of crazy.
3: Okay, so before we go chasing too far down yeah. that road, what did you guys do for pre like preemptive like okay here's our here's what's going to happen? What did you do for that to get the traction before you hit launch?
5: So that's what's really important, I think, with Kickstarters yeah. is the pre planning, and um, we planned or they planned because I wasn't really involved yet for three months before. Okay. Um, they had press releases ready to go. They had contacted press already. Okay. They had the prototype, they had made the video. They had gone and looked at all the like best practices. Okay. Um, they had looked at like the 10 most funded or best funded Kickstarters and picked up what was working, what wasn't. It was carefully thought out, and which is probably why yeah. it um, exploded so quickly. What happened, I think, was that a whole bunch of articles hit at nine in the morning on the same day it launched and so within an hour it had like Start surpassed its goal which was really low we wanted 30,000
3: that and that we is that is pretty low but and what did you end up at
5: 2.3 million
3: wow you should see her house and her car <laughs> and her cat and her I cousins said. yeah right. Uh, but that, that's really interesting. So tell me, video-wise, was that video out and circulated beforehand of that prototype? Like, was that part of it? Or was it, like, a re- reveal?
5: It was a reveal. It was, okay. Yeah. No, but there's a kind of, like, a sweet spot between making, like, something that looks too professional and yes. something that looks too amateur. Yes, So okay. it was trying to find that middle ground of, like, a video that... Showed what the pen could do properly um, without and looking also so hit the right. glossy
3: that you know this is out of my reach, or this, or is that we look
5: like over, we're already yeah. going because we weren't,
3: yeah. So that is an, that's amazing yeah. that you guys were able to do that and hit two and a half million or so. That's that's wow,
5: it, it exploded, and they were swamped with emails and had to keep opening new backing levels.
3: Yes, and that's I remember where that. I think
5: part of the planning. I think they did think it would, or they hoped it would work, but nobody thought it would explode that much, and there were like. I think stories of Dan not sleeping for 35 hours and being woken up in the middle of the night to add backing levels as soon as it would to hit. actually hit the next level yeah.
3: to keep it, keep extending. And what did you end up in adding those those stretch goals? What what types of things were added? Do you know, well,
5: what we added was, um, and it was also done, I think, pretty well because I came in afterwards and did the logistics and appreciated it. What they did was um, have backing levels by month. Oh, okay. Um, but they would cap it at like 5,000 most okay. months. Okay. Um, and so then they extended it all the way into February. So our last pens are actually shipping early a little bit. They're going to be shipping in the next week or two. That's,
3: but that's an interesting thought. Even for that, for that stretch goal tier to not just be something else that everybody else gets, or some other item that's going to cost more money for everybody, but to say you'll get your set, it'll just come after the guys that got in before you. So yeah. using time as a way to to separate tiers, that's yeah. that's that's a smart way to go. Should work for uh, quite a few projects actually. Yeah. Um, there's so many questions I have. Yeah. Like what about you know that that amount of money when you reach that goal. What type of, uh, I guess, even just calculations went into saying, okay, we've got X number of money. We only needed this much to make it real. How much of that goes into, okay, company sitting on a big pretty pillow of money, and how much goes into, okay, this goes into fulfillment, this goes into maintaining business. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've never seen Kickstarter or something where it's like, oh, we, we got a big chunk of change. Look, a bunch of stuff we sold. Yeah. It's more of we we got a project we got to fulfill, and all that money should go into that project.
5: It definitely went all into the project, and it became, I think, very quickly about, okay, how do we build a company out of this? Because oh, I yeah. think at first, um, what Max wanted was money to do the tooling, so the yeah. 30,000, oh, know, right, to right. at least get it out there and ready. And then when he realized that this had a market, clearly, because we had proof of concept with 30,000 almost backers, Yes. and then all this money, he was like, okay... How do we now get ramp up production? Get ready. Get a quality product out there, and then make it into retail soon.
3: And what was that time frame? How long did it take to actually get this out of prototype into? I have what you know what's going to ship.
5: So they had a working prototype at the Kickstarter, but just one or two, I believe, and that was last February, March. Mm-hmm, about, and yeah. we shipped starting in September. So, it so took,
3: over the summer, a couple yeah. of six months less. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, and where are they being manufactured at currently?
5: The pens are manufactured in China. The plastic comes from the US and the UK. So PLA comes from the UK, and ABS, which is most of our plastic right now, comes from the US.
3: And for for those, um, I, mean, I guess, yeah, do, so they ship them to you like this, prepackaged, actually? Do you yeah, so
5: most... Um, this one. Yeah, exactly, this is the pack of plastic. Most plastic actually comes in spools, generally. Yes, and for that's For 3D, 3D printers, and we wanted spools. it straight for our pens, because. Optimally, it'll flow through. And I and I
3: think I wondered that for, for a long time when I saw the three doodlers. Is I have spools of plastic over at White Clouds that we use for our smaller printers. Yeah. And I thought, what do you what do you do? Just hook up into a spool and just let it suck in like a glue, you know? But this you, makes
5: this sense. makes more sense. Totally you can sense. technically use a spool, but it's it jams a little bit easier. Yeah, more easily. you got to
3: pull it or unwind and
5: we, it. And we really looked at lots of plastic suppliers before settling on on the ones we picked because we wanted the optimal quality. We wanted it to really look good when it came out of the pen. It also like ensuring good. the flow was consistent so
3: it looks really got pretty good. picky so since I haven't been able to get over here and make anything yet I'm going to have to say goodbye to you guys if you have any questions about the Kickstarter side of things I bet you could probably contact either others here on the KickCast or you guys I'm sure you'd answer questions about that process because we have a lot of people that watch that just want to Build and make things on their projects, but then question fulfillment, logistics, and that kind of thing. Yeah, so for
5: sure. They can check out our website, the3doodler.com, or email us at cs at the3doodler.com, and we'll be happy to answer any questions. That would
3: be very cool. So, I'm going to get back and I'm going to make me some stuff. So,
0: that's it. It's Drew for the Kit Cast. All right, guys. That is all we have here at the Kit Cast. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, Drew's already back at his booth running other things. Busy, busy guy on there. Hopefully, you. I hope you guys enjoyed some of these crowdfunding projects. Not really any projects that are going into production, but we got some good insight from projects that have done stuff. Big thanks for everybody who uh, stopped and let us interview them. Uh, I know it can be a little bit nerve-wracking, especially when we don't have a schedule. So hopefully you guys enjoyed another... uh, This is our second year of doing CES coverage for the KickCast. Make sure you check out our website, kickcast.net, and that will take you to the links to all the projects that we covered. Also, make sure you check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast, or on Twitter, at kickcast. And if you have any comments or anything, kickcast cast at ktdata.net. So we will see you on our next episode, which I don't remember right now. I'm really tired. Um, until then, guys, bye-bye.